The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. You are now in the Corn Roof Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Corner of the Podcast. I am your host, Jared Clinton, alongside my amazing host, Matt Rodazzo, and the intern, Chris. We are coming back for another season. Our first six-pack review is coming in about 15 minutes, going over this week's action in college football. Later in the show, obviously, we'll be predicting our Super Bowl winners, runner-ups, MVPs, award winners, all of it. That being said, gentlemen, how we doing? How we feeling? How was your weekend? Did you enjoy your college football as much as I did? Well, I mean, I only enjoyed my team winning because the rest of it was just brutal. Uh, you know, it, it could have been better. Could have been better. My team was up seventeen to fourteen at half, and they lost uh, 45-24. So, uh, better days, Lewis. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as Matt. Um, I was very anticipating that LSU game yesterday. Very excited. You know, being ranked five going against the eight seed. I think it's going to be a great game. Um, and then we get destroyed by 21 points. So I'm here. I'm depressed, but we're going to move on. Well, as a Miami fan, I'm disappointed unless you're not finishing the goddamn job. I just, I mean, we're after trying to find where the game was, but it's just, he, I think he had 300 something passing yards and he just didn't, he had like one touchdown. He got speared on that run play. <laughs> Which is, you know, they just didn't yeah. call. Right? So, 347, one touchdown, one interception. How do you not have more than uh, Deion Sanders' kid went off for Colorado, too? Oh, we got to talk about that. So, that game was insane, I heard. Obviously, we're just jumping into a six pack review because only games that really mattered. I mean, I'll throw this little tidbit. Uh, congratulations to the Miami running game for returning to form, running for three different guys scoring touchdowns. Tower Van Dyke looks pretty good. You know, we smoked Miami, Ohio. Who, my, by the way, guys, uh, Miami, Florida is a real Miami. Um, dude, Deion, Shakur Sanders, holy shit, man. He was just dealing. And yeah. you TCU right now, you're just taking the two most massive, like, and most viral losses in college football last. Like, you have played in two out of the last, like, three national televised games. And you've taken just some supreme L's. Yeah, when he told that locker room he was bringing his quarterback, they had a quarterback, and he was bringing him with them, and he said it was his son. And he showed, like, yeah, no, they they had a quarterback. 500-something yards, like five touchdowns, whatever it was. Like, just insane performance against TCU for him. I mean, also, there was, like, I guess uh, I guess Dion was on McAfee today, and they were talking about I guess there was a little bit of a personal beef there. And stuff like that. So, between him and I think it was Lincoln Riley's kid or whoever the hell the OC is there now. So, um, that being said, it was that game was wild. And also, by the way, Travis fucking Hunter, man, played 110 plus snaps. Like, holy shit, man. <laughs> like, what? That's not human. What was he? He had like 100 and something receiving yards and a couple and a touchdown or two. And then he had also, like, I think an interception and a couple pass blocks or something. Just like an insane, insane, Chris. You don't want to look up a stat line for Travis Hunter. 
I got you right now. It was but, something that they said like Deion Sanders. Would be. Also, say like I don't think I saw his jerseys. They have L's and D's on the jerseys. No capacities. There's leaders and dogs. That's it. So the two leaders, two dogs, they go out every week, and that's who leads the coin toss. I, I think that's awesome. Also, like it, I'm, I'm still a little bitter about that cornerback flipping to Colorado, but. Dude, honestly, the Buffalo's kind of fun to root for. So, you know, Kelsey might be right. Honestly, they may end up winning five games before they hit a ranked opponent. Another ranked opponent. But you know what? Hey, listen, that was a fun game to watch. Um, my summary of Colorado and Washington was that game happened. I just saw Michael Penix throw a bunch of touchdowns. There was no way playing defense. Yeah, it was, it was just all offense. Uh, Utah. <laughs> Fucking Florida. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my hatred of Florida is almost my hatred of Florida State. Holy crap. That was just funny. I, I looked so up. Travis Hunter had. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off there, Jared, but I saw yeah. Travis Hunter had 11 catches, 119 yards. And he had a pick and what, like a pass deflection? Uh-huh. That's literally I think what he had. I think it was like not my fault. No, um, you're you're good. You're good. Go. I think they said he had like I think they said they had like three tackles and like a deflection too. Yeah. Jeez. Interception. It's like a goddamn it's like those are the numbers you put up in like an adult fight football league. <laughs> like what the shit? That's that's not division one college football. I I was probably the best story. Um Let's talk about like the house upset, which by the way, this wasn't an actual house upset. Those of you know who the house upset is, is a underdog that we're feeling that has no shot in hell of winning that we all will gamble a point on. It's not really a gamble. We all just get a point added to our score total if they win. But um, we all kind of were leaning towards USC East beating the Tar Heels and Spencer Rattler and the boys kept it close. And then at a halftime, y'all thought... FSU laid an egg. Holy shit. Like, I don't think South Carolina came back out on the field. I, I mean, Drake Mays is advertised. Spencer Rattler looked like ass. South Carolina's defense looked like Swiss cheese. I'm kind of regretting making them my, my surprise SEC East pick now. So, I'm, I'm a little disappointed. That game was that game was more annoying for me. And also, fuck, fucking Kelsey for trying to convince me to bet against Penn State. Cause that that just blew up my face too. I saw Penn State. I think it was. I think they what they blew out West Virginia, right? Like that it was, was tight for the first like two quarters, and then just boom, gone, done. Yeah, I got a buddy who went to um, West Virginia, so he's he was like talking my ear off throughout the week, saying like, I don't know, man, maybe West Virginia can pull something off, but you know, I didn't end up. I didn't end up touching the game, but more of the story was they got pretty much blown out by Penn State. Yeah, I got you. Oh, I think it muted. Drake May didn't have a terrible game, completing twenty-four thirty-two for two hundred sixty-nine yards and two touchdowns, and he had the two interceptions after that. And then you look at Spencer Rattler, and he had three hundred fifty-three yards. And he had no, no anything, no touchdowns, no interceptions. The the um, Touchdowns came from their run game, 
And the guy had five carries for negative one yards and a touchdown. It was just like Spencer Rattler, negative 22 yards or whatever, where it was just like no no offense besides like the, the air. But they just, I'm just surprised that they didn't even keep it any little closer at all. It just, the whole thing was just fucking weird to me, man. I, I'm sitting there like, oh, this is brutal. And I, I, and I don't know, man. The worst thing to me was that both the LSU and the UNC game were just abysmal when it came to just the team, what, not even covering. Just it was just it wasn't even like close or fair. It was just kind of like like oh oh uh, okay. Well, this is unfortunate, <laughs> and you're just kind of just watching this like unfold. I I I honestly sat there like watching both games because I was obviously I was entertaining friends out here on vacations. So, like I kind of had to like be present for that. But at the same time, I was like, oh, this is fun. This is great. Yada, yada, yada. And I'm checking my phone, watching the game on the side screen every five minutes. And just the vibe of the game, man. Second half started, both teams just look like dead in the water. Speaking of dead in the water, the sixth and final pick of our um, six-pack is tonight, Clemson. So, I I mean, gentlemen, I I don't think Clemson is going to fuck up this bad. I think we're going to see a lot of um, – I'm seeing a lot of, you know, just – it's going to be a blowout. I mean, Kay Klubnick is a, an abysmal quarterback, but I don't see it getting this bad where it's like, oh, hey, Duke's in this game right now, unless there's some, like, prospect on Duke nobody's heard of. Nah, I, I don't at all see there being another upset with this one. Um Clemson, like you said before, with the show started, that Clemson had this in the bag by halftime. No reason why Duke should Duke should beat them tonight. Yeah, I feel like we we're all pretty comfortable picking Clemson here. I just, I don't even think it's going to be a dogfight. I just, I think they're going to cover, and I think it's just going to be an easy Clemson win. Fair enough. Also, by the way, folks, stick, to, stick around in about a half hour. I got to do our my first round. I'm picking first overall in me and Matt's friend league, and uh, I am probably going to be the death sentence of Justin Jefferson's season. The last time I picked first overall, David Johnson tore his ACL. So there you go. Jeez. Well, it's okay. I mean, the 2015? 2017. Uh, 2017. Yeah, come on, Chris. You should know this year because this was the year we won it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh, oh, dude, I remember – he scored four touchdowns against us on prime time. You know you what? Right? Game, listen, David Johnson, we have to thank him. He is the reason Chip Kelly is no longer an NFL head coach. Damn, damn right. Because then there was that pit stop where he was replaced by Ron Jeremy's stunt double. And then, you know, now he's back in college where he belongs. Fucking heathen. All right. Uh, Mason hit his upset pick. We all hit our gimmies. So, the final tally... So we'll do this live today because I, I was going to do this to Chris like live. Like, hey, Chris, why were these tallied up? So Matt hit on Utah, UW, and and Clemson, hopefully, in Michigan. So Matt right now is sitting pretty allegedly with four. 
Allegedly. allegedly. Journalism world, allegedly. Listen, I will go back and edit these myself after the show if Clemson loses. <laughs> um, Mason hit with Utah, UW, UNC, and Clemson. And Houston, I believe you said one there, uh, Chris? Yeah, 17-14. Okay, so that's two for Mason. So what Mason, I believe. Right? That was, a, no, that was an upset pick. Oh. Yeah, so Mason's got six. Uh, you're, you're handsome. Your handsome host here um, is rocking with a solid. Yep, I took an L on this one, two. Jesus. Okay, I took Miami as my gimme, so I have four. And then Chris, you, my friends, have four as well. So a three-way tie at the bottom, and Mason in the lead at six. So that's your cor- that's your, ladies and gentlemen, that's your first round of the six-pack. Mason looking like he's in the lead. Allegedly. Allegedly. Dude, I thought our our league had started. I was literally doing a mock draft because I was just like trying to like get it. He's like, "You're on the clock. You're on the clock." And I'm like, "Draft's not for a half hour." I just wanted to like see how the draft would go, but seeing how things go. NFL season is here, folks. Thursday is kickoff. Obviously, we will be live at seven on our YouTube and our Facebook, and probably our Twitter. Stay on the Facebook. I mean, stay on the YouTube. It's a better. It's a better experience for for anybody watching, but. I'm excited, guys. Lions, Chiefs, we finally made it two days until NFL football. Listen, I'm not I'm not sleeping on the Lions in this game. Oh, I'm not um, either. Well, the Chiefs usually start off a little slow in the beginning, but like I, I don't know if they're going to have Chris Jones on the line for week one. Um, that, there's a lot of injuries on the receiving core, but I know Mahomes has proved he, don't, he doesn't really need too much on offense to get the job done, but it's just... You look at Detroit, and they've got the rookie Sam Laporta, who I'm high on, and a lot of reports are coming out that he was looking amazing in camp. Um, and they got Jameer Gibbs in the backfield with David Montgomery, and you know it's they don't got Jamison Williams for the first six games of their suspension, but they've you know they still have Amandra St. Brown up in there, and I'm not really sure who else they have right there. I think they drafted some guys or signed some people. I can't remember, but I, I with the I wouldn't sleep on the Lions. Uh, I think that this is a winnable game for them. They can make a little upset in the beginning, but um, I'm excited for. It. I mean, like, this is the last Sunday without football ever going forward. We're gonna have football like three times a week for the yeah now exactly. January. So I want you guys to think about this next week for like so for our six pack right now. So for college, we have. Like a lot of good games here. So to start off, we have Alabama, Texas. We have Miami, Texas A&M, and we have Ole Miss and Tulane as a possible give me, as a possible insert of the NFL game matchup stink. So starting this coming week, we're going to do three college. It's, three it's always NFL. three and three, unless there's like only two good NFL games or only two good college games. But for NFL, man, to self. Yeah, we got some. Yeah, we got some good matchups. You got Giants, no. Cowboys. You got Jets, Bills. Giants, Cowboys, Jets, um, Bills. 
I was gonna say we have Dolphins Chargers, which is another good one. Oh, they had the two a Herbert Bowl. Yeah, no, those are probably my three. So if you want to bet on, throw in our thing. Like I'm gonna say, those are our three. Because I don't see a game in here that's better than Tulane Ole Miss right now. I Uh, I mean, no, we'll pick uh, Lions Chiefs. You know, generally we don't pick the Thursday night game. No, but that's a that's a that's I like that matchup. I'm fine with that. You're fine with that instead of Tulane Ole Miss. Yeah, I'm. I'm really digging this game. So this, uh, there's some things I'm. All right, you know what we'll do is uh, make sure Chris, make sure everyone's got their picks in by kickoff on Thursday. On Thursday, yeah, yeah. eight fifteen. Okay. Second, I if I hear Carrie Underwood, and there's no picks in. They automatically <laughs> take an alpha that week. <laughs> All right. Well, gentlemen, so uh, we we talked about our division winners on Thursday. It was a great episode. Shout out to Kelsey and DJ for stopping by. Appreciate Cruz for giving me an update. Poor man's been working overtime since Barstool uh, kind of th- trimmed some of the fat. Uh, let's get it started with just simply <laughs> who represents the AFC for the Super Bowl. Matt, you're up first. Uh, of course I am. Um, can't be biased. It's the hair. Um, I mean, it's it's really hard not to choose the Chiefs just because they just seem to get there three out of the four times. Um, I, I'm not a believer in the Bills this year, like we talked about. I think they're going to be a very good team, and I'm, I'm just not, I don't think that they're going to get the job done this year. Um, you mm-hmm. know what? If I really have to just go off script, I think I'm looking at the Bengals right now just to, to not be a homer and a pick my own team because I, I think there's flaws and everything like with everybody, but the Bengals, I think, are they've proven that they are Mahomes' kryptonite. They've proven that they can beat Josh Allen. Especially in the playoffs, um, I I, th- I truly think before Joe Burrow retires, he's going to have one or more Super Bowl rings, and I think I think this is this could be a year that he represents the AFC. There's no reason with that offense that they should not be winning 12 games minimum, and their defense is as slowly, it's just quietly, I should say, is a little underrated in my opinion. I, they they always have a tough defense the last handful of years. Well, here's the crazy thing, right? Is if you talked to me last Wednesday before Chris put the headline in that Burrow's practicing, I'd probably say it was KC or New York. I think New York and KC are going to, in Buffalo, are the three teams that are going to be competing to knock off Cincinnati. I agree with you. I think this is going to be a very familiar rematch between Joe Burrow and a guy he played in college. Um, I think. The Bengals this year, they just the one thing that worries me is replacing Jesse Bates. But are they the ones drafted Brian Branch or is that that's the Lions? The Lions. Oh, by the way, went on got fucking um, what's his name? Shit. Oh yeah, they got they just the Lions like defense is just good. There's like it's like a bunch of like misfit toys that all kind of fit. And I'm kind of like excited for what they can put together. The Bengals, I want to. See, I'm. You know what the problem is, Matt? Because I was gonna just say and roll with the roll with the Bengals, but there's one thing holding me up: is their secondary relied on excellent safety play? Because let's be honest, Eli Apple was ass, and they didn't really make much of an improvement at corner. Mm. 
So, that's fair. That being said, the Bills look like degenerates. I fucking hate this, man. I, I, I really think it's going to end up being the Chiefs again. I think they'll figure out. You know what? You know what the edge is that I will give the Chiefs over the Bengals, the Jets, and the Bills. It's just the simple fact that none of them have a head coach that could have come even close to Andy Reid. And mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. really what. At the end of the day, if you're going to put those four up and you're going to say you're going to put the Chiefs over all of them, I can see it solely because I, they've got the better coach. And at the end of the day, that is your biggest game manager. Um, so I just that's a huge advantage on the Chiefs part. No, I got you. And, and the, Chris, before we get to you, I just want, like, we had to face the Chiefs last year. They have an average schedule. Is there a team you think could check? Besides, like, the, I mean, obviously, I think the Jets could challenge. But, Chris, who do you think is going to go? Who do you think is going to go? Who do you think is going to be the AFC, like, challenger? I mean, I know everybody's talking about the Chiefs and the Bengals, but... A team I might not sleep on and I think could make a big leap this year is the Jaguars. I think the Jaguars definitely because, one, I think when they got Calvin Ridley, I think obviously that was a great addition for them. But I know Dougie P, he's a good playoff experience coach. He won a Super Bowl, obviously, with the Eagles. You know that. Um, And, you know, Trevor Lawrence with an actual coach, not going to knock Urban Meyer when he was there, but obviously – that fell in the shambles but last year like they won a playoff game they came back to beat the chargers i mean they almost beat the chiefs in arrowhead i think they lost by eight if i'm not mistaken but that's a team i won't be messing with there's always like that one like wild card team that like maybe could make a run i mean but all in all if i really had to pick um i do think it's going to be the chiefs just because you know, Patrick Mahomes is just a playmaker. He's always been, no matter what his offense is, he's still, I mean, he lost a few receivers, but that hasn't stopped him in the past. Yeah, no, I got you. And until they prove me otherwise, the only thing that could scare me for the Chiefs is the whole Chris Jones situation. Mm-hmm. But we don't know what's going to happen. So, that being said, until further notice, I think still the Chiefs are the challenger. 2A, 1A is the Jets, and 2 is the Bengals to me. I think the Bills are in trouble. They didn't fix any of their problems, and now it's just getting worse. Josh Allen's biggest headlines this offseason was making the Madden cover and dating my dating my celebrity crush, Haley Steinfeld. Those are just two big claims to fame this offseason. So, all right, moving to NFC. Go, Birds. Go, I, fucking I, Birds. I, I Go I mean, You can make you can make you can make an argument for another team, but it's not an argument that's going to win. It's it's Philly. It's, is, it's is who's going to represent the NFC? See, I didn't want to say my team because I didn't want to be. I didn't want to sound too biased, but at the same time, I, I knew my team didn't have doesn't like the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. That's the best quarterback um, um, coach duo in the AFC. That's going to reign supreme all the time. You guys have not the best quarterback in the NFC by far. And you may not have, I mean, I can't think of every single head coach all top in the NFC, but Nick Sirianni is definitely not a bad coach. He, he's, I mean, the Who NFC, I think you got to put top five right now. We talk about the fact that three best quarterbacks in the NFC right now, four, but let's have five best quarterbacks in the NFC. 
Um, one is Jalen. Two, two is Gino. Three is Jerry Goff. We can, I, I have Jerry Goff is two. Gino's three. And then it's Dak. And then after that, you're like, oh, oh. I don't know, Brock Purdy, Daniel Jones. Nah, nah, maybe Justin Fields, Daniel Jones, like Kirk what? Cousins. I don't know. Kirk, oh yeah, Kirk Thuggins is five. Kirk Thuggins is five. So I mean, like that is a miserable. But at the same time, it's like <clears throat> the AFC during the Manning, Roethlisberger, Brady era had three good quarterbacks in the AFC. The rest were like David Garrards and Jim Sorgies. So it's like, who cares? Yeah, the Mark Sanchez's of the world and. <laughs> Senior Yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick on the Bills. Fitz tragic. All right. So we're yeah, we're in you... agreement. It's going to be some combination of birds versus whatever the hell is coming out of the AFC. The AFC might the see one Chris. One thing I ho- I'm hopeful with the Eagles is that they are going to beat the piss out of each other in the AFC, and we might be lucky enough depending on how things go like i think detroit's our biggest threat i think detroit is the team that's going to piss at me the most i mean that was week one last year i know they were they were in that game until about the fourth quarter with the niners i i I want them to get like curb stomped i saw hassan reddick he said he's been waiting for that game the entire year because because all i talk about is how they got robbed it's like it doesn't matter if you got robbed. They literally look bad with it. Like, can we also acknowledge the fact that Brock Purdy played against like six teams under 500 at the time mm-hmm. of the games, and they were beating not solid rosters. So by the time it was all over, we're talking about multiple teams getting absolutely smoked by a San Francisco Ford actually loaded roster and a third string quarterback. I mean, listen, Sammy Slee, Sammy I see ghosts in that offense scares me a little bit, but they'll play party until it's too late. So that being said, it's too late for them is going to be next year. They're still going to win. They're going to be a wild card team or a division winner, and they're going to end up either playing against Seattle or us or Detroit in the first round, or whoever the hell wins that shit box division in the South. The NFC is weird, but yeah, it's it's Philadelphia. It, so it's Philly versus. All right, we're gonna do three Super Bowl picks. You get your heart, you get your gut, and you get your dark horse. All right. So my gut and my heart are the same. Go Birds. My dark horse is the New York Football Jets. There is something here to me. I, I have a listen. Like I would not want to lose another Super Bowl in a row, or not win another Super Bowl under Jalen. I want to see F- Darius Slay get his first Super Bowl. I want to see. F- I want to see Fletch and BG and Trav and Kel- Jason Kelsey get another one. All those guys like AJ Brown, Hassan Reddick, the guys who came in buying into the system. I want to see Sirianni get his first. But if there was a team we either lost to or I had to see win against the team that beat us in the AFC Championship game is the New York Jets. I would be I would be a Jets fan for a day with Matt. I would be sending him, like, good luck charms. I'd be freaking, like, praying for his sanity the entire game because I would love to – after hard knocks, I mean, I'm still an episode and a half behind. All right? I, I've been out here 
on vacation, I'm not one of those people who wants to like watch. I mean, I'm probably gonna watch Hard Knocks while I'm eating dinner later, but like, because my parents are eating dinner right now. But honestly, like, dude, like the Jets are my dark horse, and the and the only other team that would even come close to how much I want them to win is the. They're gonna win one in the next five years. I hope everyone's ready for a Detroit Lions Super Bowl victory parade because it's going to be hilarious going down Detroit's main streets, but it's going to happen. I think Jared Goff will win them a Super Bowl. That is my bold prediction. I don't. It's not going to be this year. It may be next year or maybe the year after that. But like, it's going to be an AFC Championship game between like Detroit and Philly or Detroit or San Fran or Detroit or Seattle. And we're saying like, the fuck just happened? The Lions are going to the Super Bowl. We're in a weird time, man. Imagine if it was a Lions Browns Super Bowl. Um, I would love it just because of the chaos and the memes. But all right, on paper that sounds so terrible. Only be I only enjoy the Lions aspect. I just feel like I just don't see them like that's gonna be fun. But I would love to see the Lions destroy them. If I got to do a heart gut, uh, um, a good uh, whatever the fuck it is, I'm gonna go. Philly is who I believe will be back into the Super Bowl. My my heart is saying Bengals, and my dark horse is same with Jared is, is going to be the Jets, and I, I feel like I can't put them any higher than dark horse just because they this is they haven't done anything in a very long time. This is just a a one year turnaround, I you know, um, but I've got that's my dark horse. Bengals are my gut and my heart, or my my heart and my gut is saying Philly again. All right, there you go. All right, Chris, finish this up. Um, my heart is Philly, always going to be. Uh, my gut is going to be Cincinnati, and my dark horse is the Detroit Lions. Um, just because, like, after Philly and the NFC, maybe the Niners are the second best team, but like, who's left? So I, I mean, mean you're then after that, you're looking at like a bunch of teams were like a piece away, like, uh, yeah, Seattle, Detroit, Dallas. And we New do York know Jared, Jared Goff's already been to the Super Bowl. I mean, given they lost to the Patriots. We have to remember that Jared Goff is an MVP candidate in like 2018. But yeah. he's a good quarterback. And the shitting on people gave him was disrespectful at a minimum. And it almost made me sad because I'm like, this dude made me scared when the Eagles played the Rams because he could light us up. Honestly, he's the best quarterback out of that class. Yeah, it's, it's got to be good agree. to be. It's got to be good to be an NFC team, especially if you're a team like Detroit. That like Jared Goff has proved to be an above average, very very serviceable and reliable. NFC quarterback is the redemption, the redemption circuit. It's not. Yeah, yeah like think about it. you have, you have um like you have like even as low as Trey Lance, who is getting possibly a shot of Dak for his thousand interceptions. Brock Purdy's an under like Mister Irrelevant. Jalen Hurts got like passed up for a guy whose brain is the equivalent of jelly mixed with uh, freaking preserves, and then you have like guys like Jared Goff who were ex- exiled for a one and done championship run. Geno Smith, who they never wrote back though. You have Kyler Murray, who was too tall to ride the bu- too short to ride the bumper cars. Well, is there a redemption circuit right at its best? So there you go. Like that's why I think the NFC is so much more fun this year. Because like the AFC, you you have the number one pick, Lawrence. You have Mahomes, the Messiah of quarterbacks. You have Joey Cool Burrow. You have Justin. You have Josh. Thank God, my girlfriend's hot. Allen. There is a lot of 
like a prime talent. You also have Mr. Ayahuasca and the fabulous 11, Aaron Rodgers. So <laughs> there are so many fun stories in both divisions. I'm, I'm just excited, but all right, we're going to do this quick. We're going to do um, rookie of the year, offense rookie of the year, and defense rookie of the year, MVP, and comeback player of the year, and we'll get out of here. And then we'll kind of give a little preview to next week. We'll talk uh, some other highlights quick because MLB postseason is coming up and everything else. So I'll start quick. MVP. We're going to have our first wide receiver. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Trevor Lawrence is going to win MVP this year. I think the Jaguars are going to light teams up. They're going to lose games either because of defensive mismatches or they're just in a rough schedule. I think he's going to beat out Hurts. Hurts is going to finish second again. I think Patty Mahomes is going to get it. My dark horse is Hurts winning it and then winning Super Bowl. Um, and then obviously, you know, and defensive player of the year. And nobody cares about offense, defense. I guess defensive, I'll, I'll give it to like, I'll give it to Hassan Reddick. I think he's going to have another like monster defensive year. Um, Offensive player of the year, I'll give the Jay Jets because he's going to have to have 2,000 yards for them not to be a bottom feeder team. Uh, offensive rookie of the year, I'll give it to B. John Robinson. I think he's going to just get a lot of carries um, and he's going to be fun to watch. My dark horse for that one would most likely be um, Jackson, Jackson Smith and Jigma up in uh, Seattle. My defense rookie of the year is Jalen Carter. He's a scary human being. I'm getting the Dominican Sue vibes. It's a little terrifying. He may break somebody in half this year, and Jordan Davis is his teammate, which is even scarier. Um, and rookie and um, comeback player of the year. They're gonna give it to Demar Hamlin. So let's just—it's just Demar Hamlin. Anybody think it's not gonna be Demar Hamlin winning this thing? Um. I mean, I, I I see what you're saying. It's kind of like an Alex Smith situation where I think yeah, it's, it's like the guy easily... almost died. The guy basically died for about 30 seconds. So it was like, do they want to be assholes and not give it to him, or do they want to give it to like somebody like ah, fuck, I don't know, um, who went down with a torn ACL last year? I mean, I, I, my, I was gonna say my my pick was gonna be Brees Hall for a comeback player of the year. He's he's slated there. They're activating him for week one. He's so he's on pace for a full season. So that my comeback player of the year is. It's going to be Bruce Hall. I'm going to choose one jet for anybody. Fair enough. All right. Uh, Matt, offensive rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year, and MVP. Um, MVP, I'm going to kind of follow suit with you and go non-quarterback just because I feel like we just need to have a little change with the MVP race. But I'm going to go Justin Jefferson as uh, Ooh, MVP. first wide receiver. I'm going to go Justin Jefferson for NFL MVP. Um, he just continues to have monster years. He continues to be the best receiver in the NFL. I think this is the year where he finally takes the next leap to where it's like, you got to give me the award. Uh, yeah, it's the guy I'm taking first overall is going to win MVP, hopefully. Offensive rookie of the year. Um, you know, I'm, I'm also going to go with B. John Robinson. I just think he's just a freak of an athlete as a running back. And I, I, I'm not buying the smoke of, of, you know, going out in Atlanta. I think he's going to be the starting running back week one. And I think he's going to just take off with it. And I, I think I got him as offensive rookie of the year. And if I had to do a dark horse, you know, to, to continue with Minnesota, I like Jordan Addison. I think he's going to be a very good receiver in the league. Uh, so that's my dark horse. But I, my my main pick is Bijan. And then if I'm going defensive rookie of the year, 
do something a little different. Um, I'm looking at um, Will Anderson. I, I like his physicality. I like his style, and I, I'm excited. He's going to be, you know, he's he's taking over. He's supposed to be, I'm, you know, obviously I'm assuming he's going to be the next JJ Watt kind of guy. From that's what they're hoping he's going to turn out to be. But um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Will Will Anderson as a as an offensive rookie year or defensive start. And my comeback, like I said before, is Brees. There you go. All right, Chris finishes off. All right, so for my MVP this year, um, I actually my dark horse was Trevor Lawrence, um, but I think Jalen Hurts is going to win MVP this year. Um, I do think, uh, like I said, last year he had a great year. Unfortunately, he just got hurt for the last couple games, but I think this year he's rolling with the same offense, so same formula. So I think he's going to deliver. Um, defensive player of the year, I'm going to take T.J. Watt. Um, T.J. Watt last year obviously got hurt, but before that, I mean, he was lighting it up. Um, offensive player of the year, I'm going to go Christian McCaffrey. First full season with the 49ers. He knows the system, knows the formula. Um, I mean, they usually run him heavy anyway. He scores at least a touchdown every game, so I think he's going to eat up. Um, my Offensive Rookie of the Year, I'm going to take Jameer Jibs. Um, well, I know, like, obviously, like, I want to take Bijan, but I feel like Jameer Jibs is getting slept on a little bit. I mean, the Detroit offense is really good. Um, I know they got David Montgomery, but I still think Jibs is going to get the bulk of the carries. Um, and for my Defensive Rookie of the Year, I'm going to follow suit and take Jalen Carter. As long as he, you know stays out of trouble and the veterans keep him in check. I mean, for what I'm hearing, I'm hearing he's he's been an animal already at, at preseason and training camp and everything like that. So hopefully that keeps going. So, yeah, those are my picks. Um, It's pronounced Gibbs, just, uh, just for future Gibbs. reference. Yeah. It's all good. Because I was like, Gibbs, I, I was running back to that <laughs> dude who chain hang low. And I was yeah. like, oh, shit. We're going back to ATL rap circa 2005? <laughs> oh, shit. Right. Yeah, I fumbled hard. No, you're good. You're good. Listen, I, I mispronounced um, a guy's name for an, almost an entire season, so I was corrected by Kevin. So it, it's – Talk it about Joel and Joel. Oh, I don't want to talk about that one. I, I, I mispronounced one of our guests' names until literally about five minutes after the show ended. And to his, to his defense, he didn't correct him until the show was over, so he let him go the whole show saying Joel or whatever it was. And I brought him back on again. I called him Joel for like the first five. Oh, it's the funniest thing ever. It was great. I, I was I was so fucking mad. I was like, dude, like at least correct my. He's like, I'm sorry. I'm trying. He has to come back on the show since it, it was more like he's not like he just does his writing. He's not really a, a going on the podcast yeah. guy. He'll do Are it. You, when um, he's kind of- just again, you know, we got 25 seconds if you're not in that room yet. I am in the room. I'm going to make him sweat even though I'm taking Jefferson first. <laughs> I'm not a moron, okay? Did I tell you how I, uh, my last draft with uh, my fiance's brother and his friend and some of their friends, I, uh, I talked the commissioner into picking Tyreek Hill at number two? Because he was, he's a big, he's one of those guys where he's a two, what, he's a two football teamer. Are you he's okay? A football teamer. I, I just say yourself. I, I helped out her brother because he was picking third, so he took Tyreek, so he got Jamar Chase, and then uh, I think uh, Eckler slipped to six to me because he 
did that one little hiccup in the draft that where he just took somebody a little too early. But he's one of those uh, twofer guys. He's a Tampa and a Miami fan. Oh, they're the worst. All yeah, right. Uh, speaking of the worst, dude, Juju Smith-Schuster. Knee could explode. And what I, the I, I, fuck? Where did, what, I, what happened? Where did this come from? And I mean, I, listen, I, I as much as I want to see TikTok boy get smoked by Reed Blankenship over the middle, like, I'm not a monster. Like, I, I feel for the guy's knee, man. What the shit? I was, this is something we were talking about on the show, like, a, like right in the, probably like back in July. And I, we were, I was talking to Mason. I was like, the Patriots are a team, even without Tom Brady, they've proven that they can win at least eight games minimum. You know, they're always in the mix. They're always fighting hard in games. They made the playoffs, um, you know, without Tom Brady, with Mac Jones' rookie year. So, I mean, they, they've at least proven that even without their star, they, they're still a tough team that can stay in games. And it, But I told them, I said, you know, with this team, how they're built, it's going to take one injury on either side of the field for them to just collapse. And Juju Smith-Schuster going down means your best receiver right now is like Devontae Parker and Tyquan Thornton. I feel like I'm missing somebody. Like they have somebody else. Kendrick Bourne. Um, yeah, but I felt like there was somebody else in that mix. I know they got the double tight end thing and everything, but it, I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster, who is not, you know, like we said, he's not an amazing receiver. He's a, he's a very good receiver, but he's not somebody I'm gonna like go and throw out there as my my wide receiver one and be very comfortable and confident with that. But that's just one injury that it takes for that offense to collapse. So now they've got a bunch of wide receiver threes as their number ones going forward. Exactly. Which, hey, I mean, I don't want them to be good, but, I mean, Mike Evans is out there. I don't think Tampa's going to pay him. And if he's not paid by, I think, what they said, September 9th, he wants he doesn't want to be there. So, uh, I, I, I mean, that's a dark horse. That, I saw articles from like, our boy Nate Negan from uh, um, everything, every other podcast on Rebellion's Son, also he's a great writer for Belly Up, wrote uh, he should go to the Giants. I'm like, that would imply the Giants understanding they have a receiver problem. That just, just won't happen. I don't think uh, Joe Shane's going to want to give up the um, not not like I don't think Mike Evans is honestly going to cost you more than like maybe like a third and a fifth or something like that. I, I think you guys uh, are putting Mike Evans in the slot next to AJ and Devontae. Yeah, Oof. I just yeah. Oh man, that would be fucking amazing for you guys. Holy shit! Or put Devontae in the Jones. slot and just have AJ just start cooking with Mike on the outside. But they gave up a third for Darren Waller. Um, I don't think they're going to make that trade. I think they're going to roll with what they have right now. I really think it's um, – I think the Jets are going to pick another receiver up. I just don't know if it's going to be Devontae Adams or Mike Evans, but I could really see the Patriots as a very like a very favorite team to land him, especially after this Juju news. Patriots it took always that see. long. For, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. It took that long for high-low to take Tyreek Hill at that pick. It seems like the Patriots are always like in the mix for like these top-end wide receivers like – Remember they were rumored like a couple months ago to get D Hop. I know he was like training in Boston and like he was having like a good time with the people at the practice facility and people just deemed that he was gonna be a Patriot. And then even Odell Beckham before he got traded, they were saying, you know, he's got a he's got a good relationship with the Patriots Patriots team. So it's like it seems like they're never out of a mix for like a top end talent. But yeah, I mean, look, as a Philly fan, I despise juju i hate that guy so much um obviously because of the super bowl mm-hmm. um but i don't i don't wish injury upon any player no matter who it oh, is yeah. um but at the same time matt's right like without 
Juju, I mean, he might be the most important piece of the Patriots offense. Because besides him, I mean, you're left with Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne. I mean, Jacoby Myers walked and he went to the Raiders. He got the same deal as Juju, but they decided to pick Juju. And, and right now it's it's going to bite them if his knee's done. There you go. I mean, it, it, I still have a weird feeling. I, You know, we talked about this when we did our record predictions on Thursday. There's a really, very real chance the Patriots finish with a losing record. I said their saving grace was that they won't have a shot if Tua stays healthy. Now, they're screwed if they can't pass the ball because Mac Jones isn't a good enough quarterback to beat you on his own. He never has been. You look at his weapons in the 2020 league, he had guys that were far and above some of the best players in the league that are in the league now. Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddell, Devontae. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Tyreek Hill, the Speedmaster, Henry Ruggs. You know, I don't want to say Tyreek Hill. Sorry, uh, Jerry Judy. Um, but yeah, no, seriously. It's not... Actually, no, he didn't have those boys. He just had Smith, Mechie, and Ruggs. Right? No, Smith, Mechie, and what? Sorry. Losing my damn mind right now. All right. Um, but, yeah, no, it's the NFC. The AFC East is weird because, unfortunately, you have a lot of guys who are going to sit there with Buffalo, New York, Kansas City, Los Angeles, and Jacksonville, and I'd say the three teams that usually are going to be competing out of the North. And unfortunately, the Patriots, I don't think we'll catch up. And that's the sad part. It's for Patriots fans, it's like that injury may have just been the final camera that breaks their hope, the back of hope they have. Because in realistic terms, like, do they really think they were going to win? This just kind of was like, oh, shit. So. Nah, I mean, like, Patriots have dominated football for the past 20 years with Brady and Belichick. So, like, it was, I mean, obviously Brady's gone. He's retired. He's yeah. better off. Belichick's there. I mean, I if I'm Belichick, do I, like, if obviously this year might not work out, but do I just, why walk away? Do I walk away from the game? I mean, you won, what, six Super Bowls? I don't know if he can. That's what bug, that's what kind of. Bugs me about it. Oh. Ah, I just saw it too. Who the fuck is G ninety two? What a fucking weenie. Um, <laughs> fucking picking, takes for, her for, at the fucking yeah. fifth pick of the second round. I hope he literally loses his entire roster injuries. You know that if that didn't happen, I, that it probably the next one instead of high low, which probably was pretty big than Kelsey taking the auto drive. Nah, it wasn't gonna fall right to me, man. Uh son of a nutcracker. What a fucking weenie. I'm going to make sure I shit on him when we play him. All right. Um, yeah. Other than that, the fact of me losing out hurts to some douchebag who picked Saquon first round. Um, other than that, got he a good Saquon choke before on me, and he let Kelsey fall to me at nine, at seven. Anyways. Other than that, um, it's going to be a good week. Um, NFL starts Thursday. We'll be here. Uh, shout out to our sponsors, Candidips. 
SeatGeek, Mauler Bros, and Billet Media. We will see you guys on Thursday. Shout out to Chris for filling for Mason today. And uh, I'm on the clock. So I will talk to you gentlemen later. Enjoy your week. And uh, go birds. Go birds. Go Jets. Go Jets. Go Jets. Hey guys, Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly of Podcast Network.